think it smokes the bum all the good old days, yeah. You don't have to explain it, it's just the way you are. That country's in your blood now, ain't it? Like a tattoo on your heart. Well, there's a hell yeah inside of you, you let out on a Friday night. And some people might call it wrong, but around here, yeah, we think it's just right. It's called raised round Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's just start the podcast. <laughs> Charlie, are we rolling? Rolling. Oh my god, I'm gonna. I'll c- figure it out later. It has something to do with Ray. I know it did, but w- whatever. Ray yep. Fulcher, welcome. Please, hello, cheers. Hey, thanks, guys. Welcome, thanks for this here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is our third time having you on the podcast. Yes, it is. Cheers, we're, boys. We're drinking a Founders All Day IPA, yep. which is a luxurious beer that I enjoy. It's really good. Yeah, especially for a Monday that feels like a Sunday. Yeah, it's a good yeah. day. <laughs> It's a great day to be alive, as some people would say. Yes, it is. Amen. Um, so how was your weekend? It's great. Got to play with TL, which is Hell let's yeah. go. Tracy Lawrence, but you know, TL for long. Yeah. I so. call him Tracy because we're on a first name basis. <laughs> yeah. Tracy I, without the E. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't have the E. No, it's T R A C Y. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it has an E before the Y. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait. Are, we, are you googling this? Yeah, the internet knows you gotta, everything. You just have, yeah, yeah. You so you were you were in, in blazing heats, and I was yes. in monsoon rain. So it was. We played in Idaho, and Boise, and then Pocatello, and it was literally the hottest week on record in Idaho. It was a hundred and it got up to a hundred and six while we were there. But oh. we played in a hundred and four and a hundred. What time of day did you play? Like. 6.30, which was, it didn't get dark there till I didn't know this. It didn't get dark there till 10.45. So it was basically like, you know, Tracy's show was done, half loaded up, and leaving. By the, like, we were leaving, and the sun was still, like, just setting at, like, 10.30. Crazy. Holy cow, that's brutal. Um, playing, there's pros and cons to being the opener. Yep. Pros, you get to drink er- earlier, and then after the show, you have more time to hang out, and yep. you get to watch... Uh, but of course, you're always playing those when it's scorching hot. Yeah, <laughs> and you're standing in front of gear, and you have no space on the stage. Yep. But I mean, getting the open for TL—that's fucking awesome. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's a hero of mine, and uh, he was his—you know—we hung out before, but we got to hang out more this time. And he's mm-hmm. everything I hoped he would be. He's country as hell. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's so great. I love how like Blake Shelton when he goes on tour brings like older acts. Yeah, and um, I hope Luke does that sometime. Do that, Luke. Yeah, bring you out as an older act. As an older guy act. <laughs> you guys are like 70. Yeah, you know what? I know that was a curtain dug at me right there. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I going to drink my beer, but I didn't hear it. <laughs> but, man, uh, you it's been a while since we did a podcast. The last one we did was that track-by-track track we did for your last yes, EP. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Which was super cool. Which yeah. uh, which EP was it? Like Somebody Like Me. It's like two mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Right? Kind of like around now, two years ago. It yeah. wasn't the one I played on, was it? Did I play on Song of the Summer? It was, it was after that. It was after that. I want you to just keep playing on stuff, though. So Yeah, dude. Come on. I'll tell yeah. Singleton. Or who's producing your Singleton. stuff these days? Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, man, bring him in. I That's exactly what he would say. <laughs> yeah, man, bring yeah. him on in. <laughs> uh, so a lot of catch up on here. Um, yeah. So what's been going on, man? Oh, gosh. Well. A lot. Yeah. Yes. Lots of great things. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Um, COVID feels like it's coming to a close for she now gone. she gone oh yeah you know she feels like she's gone let's just burn while. all the masks yeah 
Yeah, get rid of those things. I'm into that. Um, Yeah, we uh, recorded like 15 songs over quarantine, and then we just put out three last Friday. We got lots more in the hopper, and we're just gonna keep keep cutting. But then uh, got a record deal back in February. Yeah, yeah. let's go. And played the Grand Ole Opry, and got a song going to radio in August. So all right, podcast over. We're done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) congrats, man. That's insane. Thank you. So let's hit on the uh, record deal first. Yeah. I feel like um, when you're starting as a musician, it's always like you get that record deal. That's it. You've huh. made it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not. I mean, it's such a massive feat. You know, of right. all the singers that ever have sung that yeah. wanted to do it. There's only like this tiny fraction of them that get a pub deal, right. you know, or get a cut. And then you know, of those, there's just a, a sliver that get even a a chance to accomplish what you did. So it's right. pretty impressive. Man, it's like what you were talking about, the <clears throat> record deal thing, and Luke said it before. It's like, uh, he hadn't put it like this before, but it's almost like a false summit where he's like, it is this huge mountaintop thing, mm-hmm. but then there's so much work that goes into it now. Right. That is like, but it's like now the fun work starts because it's like, oh, there's there's a team behind mm-hmm. you to kind of like make all this stuff happen. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was funny how, how I even got offered. So we were kind of all of last year, Neil and I, Neil Mason, kind of like three, yep. I've my manager. Him. We absolutely love Neil. Rock star, badass. But uh, so we were talking like, hey, if we're going to do a record deal, like let's wait till someone kind of visions aligns with us and like really believes in what we're doing and these songs and stuff. And like, that's who we want. So, you know, over the fall and like the very top of the year, we had, you know, people have been interested, but it's like, you want to feel that thing, you know, we, we never, we hadn't felt it. So I went on a road trip. I think me and you might've talked about it, but I went on a 10 day road trip solo out West. I drove out West and I think like I was in like Oklahoma city and Neil texted me. and was like, Hey, black river, uh, heard some of our stuff and wants to, uh, zoom meet with you or whatever. So, you know, I was like, cool, but I'm on this road trip. He's like, could you just zoom in from a hotel? And I was like, yeah, so, and we've all, I mean, I've done these Zooms a million times where it's like, getting to know you, like, keep keep us updated on what's going on. And so we said it, and I just thought it was, in my mind, I'm like, default, that's what it'll be like. Didn't think about it again until I was in the hotel room like five minutes before, and Neil texted me, he was like, remember this thing? I was like, oh, yeah. So, grabbed my computer, set it up in a hotel room in Phoenix, and then I opened the laptop, and it was like, kind of everything we've been waiting on, and like all the... uh just the passion behind the music and all kind of came out at once. And so I got offered kind of on the spot. They had already been listening for two weeks and talking about it. They did their and homework. It just, yeah, they did their homework and it lined up. And so I was in the hotel in Phoenix by myself and was like, this is really cool and unexpected. <laughs> when I left Nashville seven days ago, I didn't know about this. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool for that to happen out there. Yeah. Dude, that's unreal. That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> what if we, it's like so weird to be by yourself. That's like a, I, you expect to have like a big party or something right. like that, but I, you're I, just like in a Holiday Inn somewhere. Yeah, and I call Luke, and he's like, he answers the phone, how are the Rockies? You know, or like mm-hmm. some joke about me being on this road trip, you know, as Luke would do. And I'm like, hey, man, I think I just got a record deal. He's like, wait, what? You're in Arizona. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know it's weird. I'm by myself here, but I want to call you. And so we had this, you know, big bro out moment on the phone, and then I call my parents, and then on down the line, and. Uh, bought some whiskey downstairs yeah. and 
you know, sat there celebrated. and watched, watched the national. It was the day of the national championship game, okay. college football. Mm-hmm. So, um, watched Alabama and it was Ohio State, I think. I don't remember. Yeah. Sports anyway, ball. sports ball. Yeah, yeah. Congrats, Just, man. I think thanks, buddy. one thing that you and Luke um, have in common besides talent is that you guys both have always seemed to be like underdogs at some point. Yeah. It's funny to say like Luke Combs is an underdog, but if you know his story and if you know Ray's, there's definitely some parallels there. And uh, you guys both kind of got started a little later. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like you were, you know, with a fiddle in your hand, like playing the Opry when you were five years old or whatever, like right. Ricky Skaggs or something. But like you both got started later and, you know, it's like maybe you're told like you're going to be a writer, or, you know, like yep. maybe you'll be mm-hmm. able to do this. And now to have a record deal is like, it's just a big middle finger to all those people. Oh, that- <laughs> it definitely is. It was like every time, I mean, every time I got told like, or every time I, somebody would go, man, like, what you, just be easy to like, why don't you just do a writer? Like be a writer and just double down on that. And like, you could tell part of it was just kind of like, you're stupid for not doing that. And then every time it just like gave me more motivation to like, yeah. no, but like you don't, you don't get it. You don't see it like I see it. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, and like, we were doing our thing independently. We were, we were working on that full record. Yeah. You know, but to have a team, you know, in, in Nashville on the, on the record side that believes in it and, you know, is willing to like put all their belief in me is like, you know, we're humans. We dig affirmation. Yeah, of and course. And it's, you know, it's cool to like have that hard work pay off in that kind of tangible way. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our people that aren't in the music industry, what are the benefits of being like with a label like Black River? Sure. As opposed to like, Doing it independently. Right. So independently, it's just kind of up to you for, and your management team or whatever team you have, if any, to do all the legwork for DSPs, like whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, down the line, coming up with all your own marketing plan and making all the relationships and contacts. When you have a label, it's like they have their own relationships to be able to use, but they also have a radio team and promo team to help take those songs to radio and also a promo team for DSPs. And also it just, there's a lot more doors that are not always guaranteed to be open, but that are even available to be open. Yeah, they easier to knock on. Yeah, and you, and you have that kind of company's reputation and and backing in a lot of different ways, whether it's you know their heavy hand of relationships or sometimes financial backing, depending on your deal. So yeah, it's it's very helpful. Yeah, and there's a lot of radio stations out there, and. Yes. Uh, if you're writing and playing shows, you don't have time to call 150 program directors. No. And when you're on a label, you know, there's always like the, hey, like Ray, come do a radio show. And, you know, with maybe Kelsey does a radio show and then, it, you know, spin the Ray tune or, yeah. what, you know, like all yeah. of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. too. Yeah. It's, uh, the ceiling is much higher. Yes. With a, with a label. Yeah. 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 That's be the way I put it. It's kind of funny too. Like, uh, cause, I mean, a lot of people probably don't know this, but we had you booked to come do a Ray's Rowdy after party at a radio show. Yeah. For the Ray's Rowdy radio show that Kurt now co-hosts. Yes. Yes. And uh, of course, it didn't happen because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But that was the worst. we were pumped about that. Yeah. It was yeah. going to be dope. I was uh, I was super excited because it was like my first like real event in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it would have yeah. been you playing it, who is someone that we've lived in for a long time. And I love right. your music. Was it Jurgles? It was actually going to be at the casino in the That's bar. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, super excited about that. Um, 
And then, of course, it didn't happen. But now you'll probably get to go visit Pittsburgh on a radio tour. I know. And we got to do a thing up there now. Yeah. Well, now that we can, we replan it. Yep. yep. And you'll get to meet Mark Anderson, who's the program director at Y108, which oh, our awesome. radio show is. Oh, Shout cool. out to Mark. I know you don't listen to our radio show, but just, hey, Mark, love Shout you. Shout out, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be able to tell him that you were going to – I'm sure he knows because he yeah. remembers. Like. It was kind of a big deal when you had agreed to do it. Right. You know? Man. Dude, I appreciate it so well, much, gotta, even though it didn't happen. But Well, <laughs> I appreciate you asking me, even yeah. though it didn't happen. I was right. way looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm on with a lot of other things that were just white clean yeah. <laughs> off the slate last year. Yeah. Like yeah. radio tours. Yeah. Like radio tours. Had you yeah. gotten your deal a year earlier, then maybe you would have just Zoomed it all instead of I know. having to fly and everywhere. Now, now I'm about to start radio tour next week. No way. Yeah. What's your uh, first start? Monday. So I'm going down with some other riders to do like a riders retreat thing in, in Arizona. And then we're playing like a riders round show next Monday. And then that night I fly to Dallas and I start next Tuesday in Dallas. Dang. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. Dallas, it, Houston. Was it, then, are you going by yourself? Are you bringing Charlie with you or? By myself. And, you know, I love playing white guys and they're, mm-hmm. they're a bunch of badasses. No doubt. Um, but I think we're, we're going to, we're just going to do – I love being able to just kind of feel a room and and have this like – this bowl of songs that I can go, this feels like these and yeah. kind of do it on the fly a little bit. I'm comfortable with that. And so it's easier to do kind of on your own. And um, there'll be some things where we take the band. but Yeah, and it's also leaner, you know, as far sure. as when you're traveling to 100-plus radio stations, yeah. you know, bring mm-hmm. folks around. Also, like Black River's a, a big – record label but they're not like warner or something sure. where they yeah. just can just they're not corporate yeah they, yeah they can't just dump a million dollars into something <laughs> if it doesn't work out then like right. whatever yeah yeah so i'm excited man see yeah that's so cool i've had so many great memories on playing radio shows with all the different artists i've played they're yeah. fun i know like sometimes some artists are like you know you know playing shows for free yeah. or whatever and also so if you're listening to this and you don't know what a radio show is it's essentially like you're kind of like almost like a salesman going to a a radio station and be like, hey, like play my songs in the radio. This is what they sound like. And you're literally singing for them in person. Mm -hmm. And then they'll invite listeners to come and have a little party, like whether it's at night at a bar or sometimes at a board room at like a conference room. Yeah. Yeah. Early in the morning, which is not the sexiest venue to play. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, but there's something to it, though. It. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's part of what it's makes of country it. music country music, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's it's part of, like, you're almost your rite of passages, yeah. you know, for, for being on the radio. And if you ask five different people their experience, you'll get five different answers, yeah. you know? And so I, I think it's just, like, you're going you just you're gonna be tired, and it's going to be tough, but it's, like, it's really awesome because that you're even getting this. It's like I, I get to instead of I have to thing, mm-hmm, you know absolutely. what I mean? So, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure Garth did it, and... Darius did it. Yeah, Darius, absolutely. Darius did a radio tour <laughs> as like when he was transitioning from Hootie to yeah. his solo stuff. So everyone does it. Super famous guy coming and just yeah. doing the radio. Yeah. Right. It's one of those things too where it's like it's country music is a community. Whether it's the songwriting community or whether it's the radio community, it kind of is a big family. And so getting out there and putting those beautiful eyes in front of those uh, program directors. Right. Good for you. <laughs> Then <laughs> like face to face interaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then they can feel the song too. Sure. More than just hear it. There's, you know, it's so it's so different coming through the speakers versus like 
somebody sits in front of you and plays it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I mean, there, obviously there's a time and place for jamming on the speakers too, but like right. when you can hear a song for the first time, just like in front of you, I think there there is a difference, tangible yeah. difference, you know. For so. sure. Man, so record labels, we got it all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, like you said, you got to release your first EP. Yeah. With, uh, the yeah. record label. Yeah, got the first three songs out, and yeah. we're, we're putting some more out later this year and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got to put Girl in it. Uh, way out and bucketless beers out, which our co-wrote bucketless beers with Luke, by the yeah. way. Um, yeah, it's super fun getting to kind of uh, all the strategy we've kind of like thought about and put behind it, and um, to unleash into the world, and then kind of hopefully to watch them grow over the next you know coming months. So, yeah, I think Luke owes you a number one as a writer. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can be the does. artist on this one. <laughs> I think yes. he does. That would be swell. A, a few times over. Yeah, That'd be swell. I love that. Well, we're just gonna put that out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know Luke needs more number ones under his he belt. So. He's struggling right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's great to see that. And um, I mean, we've been big fans for a while. I mean, Kurt, of course, has known you forever. But, um, you know, since I saw you for the first time at the Fayette County Fair, open, open it up for Luke. Oh, wow. yeah. That was a fun show, dude. Yeah. I remember that. Just smelled yeah. like horse poop. Like it usually does at a Fayette right. County Fair. It was awesome. That's country music right there. Yeah. That's actually the, that area is where I grew up. So that's Fayette County is the part of Pennsylvania that I grew up in. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit south of the Pittsburgh, a little bit closer to West Virginia. Yeah. And not as many teeth as the folks in Pittsburgh. But yeah. <laughs> I have a few missing myself. I just had a really funny flashback oh, about that show. Yes. Matt Chase of Sutherland. Yes. Was tour managing for me at the time. Okay. So. <laughs> Rob Snyder was tour managing for Channing this weekend. So that's that awesome. Makes sense. So. I remember we were we had this like quick transition between songs. Well, the song before Charlie, my guitar player, takes his his sec, like first guitar over to Matt to like tune up and getting ready for the next song. Well, we go to we go to the the next song and Matt, I guess, just panics and just gives Charlie back the guitar. It's only he needed to like he needed to change the tuning down right. to like a whole step down. Mm-hmm. Well, he got, he got halfway through. there oh, and no. just panicked and gave it to him. So we start the song, and Charlie is a half step off, but then he goes and like plays the D chord, and it's on. And this whole time, you can see Charlie's mind mind just blowing up. Everybody's mind is like, "What is happening?" (laughs) And then, and then afterwards, Matt was just like, "I'm sorry, I I freaked out, and I think I only tuned half half the guitar." So (laughs) we. We don't make fun of Matt about that. We we to this day make fun of Charlie about that situation, <laughs> awesome. but it was definitely Matt's fault. So. I've been there before, and it's like the equivalent of someone throwing a flashbang in the room. It's so just you're just like <laughs> disorienting, <completely> disoriented, <laughs> and you're like, I remember, I remember one time I was playing a gig, and I had the intro riff, and I, I would play this riff by myself, and the band would come in, and I started it on a half step too high, and when all the band came in, it's like bonk, yeah. Everyone was just like, what the hell is going on? Like looking at each other. Yeah. Um, oh, so those many bad stage. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully those are mainly behind me. Behind now. us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not the best kind of content right there. No, no it's not. It's not good music. Um, oh, so what's, did you get a new band member? What's going on? Yeah. So Aaron Thompson okay. is yeah. our new bass player. And okay. he was originally from, Augusta, Georgia, which is yeah. the area that I'm from, and Tyson's from the the mm-hmm. drummer, uh, and I've I've known like known about Aaron and and Aaron has known Tyson for a while, and they did this little 
series called The Groove. Oh, Remember okay, that? yeah, yeah. And so it was like they would do this trio thing, and it was all just instrumental. But just they would play put, grooves. Yeah, just play grooves, and they all worked so well together. So when it came time to get a new bass player, and we had that slot to fill, yeah, we just I brought him in one day and like hung out with him, and he played with us, and he had done his homework, and it just as a hang, as a player, as like a go getter, it just it all fit. Perfect. So, yeah, well, he played our. He played his. I hired him the week before COVID started last year. Perfect. And Perfect so time. this week was his first shows with us, even though he's been with us for, you know, yeah, over a year. Yeah. 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 So. And is is it just you just have bass, drums, guitar, and, and you playing guitar right now? Yeah. So yeah. And we got kind of have like some some we have tracks and some light kind of tracks, just mm-hmm. some fill up stuff, and we'll probably add people as we go, but. Um, I didn't want to do that until I kind of know exactly what I want to do. And right now it feels really full of what we are doing. And so, um, yeah, those are the, those are the four right now. So, yeah, I remember it, it, you know, Luke was coming up and he didn't add me. I want to say in the band or back in the band until Mm -hmm. after he had been doing it for a little while and had money to pay another guy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We did add a front of house guy now. So we have our own kind of sound, which takes a huge load off me because it's not just front of house. It's like, we have a guy there who like knows the sound stuff, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, as you can attest, I'm sure it's like such a load off of our shoulders. Yeah, and tour manager. So we run like, you know, and then merch when we when we're doing that, bringing merch. So we're running like seven now. Seen a lot of Ray Fulcher merch here in the in the booth today. Yeah, there it is. It's loaded up with RF merch, which that's, is that's what we do out here. It is. My guys here at Ray's Rowdy and Kurt and everybody at. On the premises here, actually, has yeah. Ray's Rowdy Studios. In yes. the Ray's Rowdy Studios, <laughs> are rocking the merch today, yeah. and there's pictures that float around all the time of everybody in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we're uh, fangirling hard today. Yeah, that uh, that shirt that Kurt has on is one of my favorite memes that I've ever made. It's got beer. And I that that meme is legendary. Yeah, I have people ask me about this shirt all the time, and I'm like, message him. I think he does them only by request, and then well, I'm not gonna print a bunch of. Sure. T-shirts of your face, with, right. you know, your friends, whatever, you know. But it's like it, it almost. They ask me almost like it's this underground thing that they're like, "Hey, that shirt." They're like, they almost whisper. I'm like, "No, it's just a shirt you can get made. There's not. It's not like a secret about it. They just didn't make a bunch. That's all." Yeah. <laughs> should we explain it for the people that are listening? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, we probably should. Go ahead, Nick. It's a. Uh, it's Ray's face <laughs> with two stacks of like dollar bills beside his head. And it 20s, says stacks 20s, of 20s, just big old stacks. Yeah, it's and probably it says, a grand on each side. Yeah, it says Payday Ray, and it's just Ray's beautiful face, and we made it all black and white and fun. And uh, My eyes look cool somehow in that. Yeah, they look Cooler like... Cooler than normal. Yeah, well, you have great eyes, oh, as thanks, I said pal. already. You know? <laughs> Nick gets half a beer, and he's hitting on our podcast, yeah. <laughs> guys. Uh, I'm, I'm not that into you, but, you know, maybe one day. Yeah. It means a lot. <laughs> it means a lot to me. Uh, but, man, and then we put... Uh, originally they were like, this is a famous picture of a rapper. We can't post that (laughs) with someone else's face on it. And I was like, we can't print that. I was like, all right. So I put it through like, you know, two good filters. Yeah. And now your eyes look kind of like a white Walker from like, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I look, I look a little like a zombie, which is, but in a cool way. Yeah. In a super cool way. Yeah. And that like expression on your face is just so perfect. Yes. You know. Just, Just like, like I'm coming for your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old payday Ray. Classic. <laughs> I remember when I said that the first time. I think it was like Jordan Walker was trying to get mm. you to buy him a jet ski. Yes, exactly. And, uh, I was like, yeah, you don't got the money to do it? Call payday Ray. <laughs> he still texts me randomly and go, hey, I saw this Corvette I want. 
Who should I call? Should I call your business manager? We just we should have just had you come over for the podcast, but Jordan be here without telling you. That would have been a riot. That would have been yeah. My uh, I would have to this moment. I probably would have got five words in. Yeah, true. Um, Jordan Talker, I call him. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Jordan Walker, you actually cut your first. That was your first cut, right? Or did you have any cuts before that? Which one? Oh, the uh, tell me when it rains. Oh, go to, yes. Oh, okay. So the first song that I've ever cut that, you didn't that I didn't write, write right was yeah a song that Ben Hayslip and he wrote yeah which I never get to tell the story. What song was it? Love You Son Go Dogs. Mm-hmm. And so he called me and told me about this idea, mm-hmm. and I was going on a writing trip the next week. So he calls me and I was like, when I get back from this thing, let's write it. So I guess he forgot about that, and then. He had a write with Ben Hayslip, and he called me. He was like, hey, come meet me and Hayslip. We're going to write this song that I was telling you about and this idea. And I was like, I can't. I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not in the state. And so he was like, oh, man, I really want to write it today. I was like, just wait, just wait. And like, y'all write something else. He's like, cool. Three hours later, he sends me the work tape. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you got to be kidding me. So It's like the most Ray Fulcher title ever. I never yeah. would have dreamed in a million years that, what but it was that? like, you know, things that per because they wrote it awesome and I couldn't really find any way to poke, you know, po- poke a hole in it. And it was on hold with some bigger artists for a while. And then, but I always, I made him promise. I was like, all right, you owe me this. If none of these bigger artists cut it, I didn't get to write it with you. So like, let me cut it. And so it came off whole, it was on hold with, I think, Luke Bryan for a long time. And then it came off and then I literally called him and was like, you got to keep your promise. He was like, all right, you and Singleton, go do it, Dan. Just do it justice. You know how he talks. And uh, so, yeah, we did. And, and Ben and, and Jordan loved it. So, and I love it too. I mean, it's been it's been cool to watch it. Like, you know, we put it out, but not as like a, oh, this is going to be our radio thing and all that. But it kind of grew its own legs. And yeah. I, everywhere I go, I have somebody that's like, man, I cried. Like, me and my, that's me and my dad's song, even though I'm like a Tennessee fan or an right. Alabama fan. And I was hoping that it would kind of cross that. Or Clemson fan, or yeah, Ugh, we don't like Alabama, know. do we? Um, but <laughs> we like them all. Yeah, I was just hoping that people would kind of see through the Georgia thing, and it's more of a song about like you and your dad, it whatever is. your thing is with your dad. Yeah. And so it's been cool to like see people kind of like, oh, he's a dog guy, but like that doesn't mean that he's not about that. So right. anyway, I love that song, and and that's what I think makes it special. So I've been playing that on the radio, but you know when that came out, and, sure. Um, it's yeah, it's. It sounds like a sports song, but it's really a song about you and your dad and yeah. how you bond, right? right. And yeah. sports is just one of those ways. It's just like that was that. that's kind of our thing, yeah. but then everybody kind of has their own thing with, yeah. you know. Um, and for me, it's my dad, but some people could be their brother or their uncle or what, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's about the hometown sports team. Right. So. It is. Win, dogs. Win. Yeah. Go dogs. Come on. Spe- Go dogs. Speaking of sports, do you consider yourself a sports better? I don't bet a ton, yeah. but I do have a great sports betting story. Well, let's hear it. From the, actually involving the dogs, mm-hmm. at the Rose Bowl in 20, I guess it was like January 1st, 2018, the year that Georgia went to the Natty yeah. and lost in overtime. I'm having nightmares right now. Anyway, so. Um, PTSD. Yes, I went out to Pasadena, went to the Rose Bowl. And I don't know if y'all remember, but Georgia was down 31 to 17 and a half. Yeah. And going into, just to get it to 31-17, they had to kick like a 55-yard field goal going into the half, not to be down by 17 and a half. Oklahoma had all the momentum. I mean, the Georgia fans, we were just like, this doesn't feel good at all. Well, this whole time, 
there was a guy sitting in our section like say 10 seats down and he was just like in a black no logo ball cap and just like no logos on his jacket or whatever and he wasn't emotional at all about he just was kind of like making notes and every once in a while and we were kind of like what is this dude doing like he's at this game but he's obviously not a fan so my sister goes down to the concession stand and that guy's in line and he like taps her on the shoulder and was like hey you're a georgia fan right she's like yeah and then they got talking he's like you seem pretty knowledgeable he's like georgia's second half team right and then she was like yeah he goes i don't know if you're a sports better but take the dogs all the way second half like the take the dogs i'm putting 10 grand on it, second half and lo and behold we came out touchdown touchdown tied it up go and win it overtime and i've always thought of that guy like what he was doing was like looking at his analytics and going back and going georgia second half and all this and then he just had to like he happened to just run that by my sister and my sister was like yeah we're a second half team and he's like i'm taking the dolls 10 grand like told her 10 grand that's what he, he was just a professional like better there yeah so i wonder nice. how much money he made i don't know i mean it had to be a lot probably because there wasn't a ton probably a ton of people that were going to take him second half because he he took him for i was just like i think he took him for the half and and the game yeah. and it was like overall he had like ten thousand he was going to put in it but yeah. um maybe people took us in the half but definitely not in the game after that yeah. so right i think he probably made some made some change made some cheddar made some good money yeah, yeah. well uh you know, one of the reasons I ask is because we have a podcast sponsor now. Let's go. So this is the first time that you've been on the podcast that we've had a podcast sponsor. That's so awesome. That's exciting news. That's big news, dude. Yeah, dude. That's great. Congrats. Two years in. It's not, it's not a record deal, but it's yeah. pretty close. Sports I mean, gambling is pretty good. Yeah. Sports we, gambling is awesome. We like that stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's Action 24-7. Action 24-7. Yeah, that's which awesome. is Tennessee's only Tennessee-owned sports book. Okay. Which is super cool. Good deal. And... If you, uh, I don't have 10 grand. I don't know too many people that does. Maybe yeah. Ray. Ray definitely has it. Well, not, definitely not to put on the dogs. Right. <laughs> Jordan, maybe Jordan does. Yeah, Jordan Walker, yeah. maybe. But um, but if you put in Rowdy, R-O-W-D-Y, yep. when you download it and on your first uh, deposit, they'll match up to $400 dollar for dollar. Boom. There you so go. So if you're here in Tennessee and you want to sports bet with us, I mostly bet like $2 because I'm right. poor. <laughs> Not ten thousand as much, but as much, yeah, yeah. Not not so much that I don't have any number ones or nothing. So, but you could bet with us in action twenty four seven. That's awesome. My roommates yeah. kind of were getting into it last year, so I may I may have to do that. Hey, yeah. you can put in twenty bucks and they'll match twenty yeah. bucks. You know, yeah. Don't worry, I'm not putting in ten grand. Either, yeah. So, <laughs> who are your roommates? Jordan Rowe, singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Big and, things right now. And Matt Chase, one half of Both great. Sutherland. Yeah, yeah. So we have there's like the. The Ray house and then like the Laney the Laney house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, because he's over there. It's uh um Laney Casey, Casey. Ashland. Ashland and yeah. 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 The Ray house it. and the Laney house. I guess she lives in north of town. I mm-hmm. live kinda like east of town, but um What's your address? <laughs> I I could shoot you that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> it is seventeen no, yeah. <laughs> Um oh, But you should come over for some beers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Some yeah. bucket list beers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure right that. See what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> y'all should do like. Remember like field day when like you would like each class would dress up and you would just like play sports against the other classes. Y'all yeah. should do that. We Soccer. should do that. Yeah, but don't break your hands because you need those for guitar. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of hanging out with Georgia boys at their house, I was just over Langston's place. 
Drink a beer. Big Langer. Georgia boys. Yeah. Yep. We had some big Langer. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw, little, is that, I saw a picture. Was it like 20 of y'all out there yeah, dude, getting down? I bet some beers were. We had a few bugless beers that it was night. A yeah. Rough night to be a beer, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a bad day to be a beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh but we we had a good time and I didn't drive, which was great. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Same. Great decision there. Yep. Solid decision. Because his place is significantly out of the It's city. out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's out there. It was it's way out west. Uh, we're yeah. not gonna give you the address for that either though. <laughs> but it's great. For our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> it's out there towards Memphis. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere near Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, it was cool getting to hang out there, and he was burning pallets, which just made me like, you know, just bring back good memories. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, just that's the best kind of firewood. Yeah, it feels it's like life's back. Yeah. a little bit. You know? yes. Oh, for sure it is. You know? Yeah, we were yeah. Cheap, smoking premium cigars, drinking Dude, beers. Let's like, go, just living life. Yeah. Uh, do you, are you a cigar guy? I was last night. Hell yeah! Yeah, with a uh, uh, Singleton, Jonathan. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. gave this to Singleton. Probably, man. Yeah, well, then. Well, we'll we'll hook you up. Kurt Kurt has a nice little stash yeah, over gotta, there. Oh, I can't yeah, wait. We'll hook you up for sure. And Matt's been Matt like he gets in these little phases where he's like a he Bourbon was like he was a, he was or, a vape guy for two days, yeah. literally two days. He was like, I'm gonna I'm a vape guy now. And then two <laughs> days later, he was just like, Nah, I'm done with it. Sig guy. But now, he's or? now he's like he'll be a cigar guy for like a weekend. Yeah. And then he'll come out. He'll come in on like a Saturday night. He's like. I think I really enjoy a good cigar. I think I'm a cigar guy now. And then <laughs> I do that by, too. by Monday, he's like, ah, my mouth feels weird. I don't know that I'm gonna keep do doing that. that. Yeah, and then he'll go, he'll yeah, he's just he's a phase guy, like a two day phase guy. Kurt yeah. and I are like, man, my mouth feels weird. You know the best way to get rid of that? Smoke another cigar. <laughs> yeah, drink a beer. <laughs> That's right. I do that too with like phases. I had a bourbon phase where I was like, mm. I'm drinking this. Now I'm just like wild turkey. That one on one. That's good. I'll drink that yeah. or whatever. Put hair on your chest. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I used to be a bourbon guy, and by that I mean I drank bourbon, and then I was like, oh, I drink way too much of this when I drink. Right. So <laughs> It'll get you. And it Switch hurts. back to beers. And it yeah. hurts, yeah. Yeah. This all-day IPA, I know exactly how many of these I can drink because I get bloated before I get too drunk, you yeah. know? Perfect. And that's great content. 4.7. Not bad. Oh, it's not bad. Uh, yeah, FTX has her own beer now. Yes. Uh, I was at that. Hold my beer. Event. Yeah, dude. That was, yeah. It was cool. They had a, a little event over at, at Belcourt, uh, Revival. Um, like pretty much all your friends played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was I had to miss in, that. I was in yeah, Idaho. Was awesome. You, you guys were doing that thing where like you we make rock money. really hard. Yeah, yeah. money's yeah. cool though. You know. Yeah. You, had, oh, you didn't cool. get to make a bunch of it for a whole year. So right. like, making some now is really good. Really awesome. Yeah. yeah. How many folks were out there for that TL show? Probably two thousand for both uh, of them. Was it a theater? No, you were outside, right? It was. Yeah, it was. The first one was an old like racehorse track, and the grandstand was kind of the stands, and we had the the stage like on the infield basically type mm-hmm. thing and then the second one was a super nice amphitheater in pocatello um no kind of down in the mountains oh, idaho's underrated yeah. i, I agree um, underrated that photo on the wall over there oh the one oh, which the one listeners can't see yeah okay so there's a photo of the milky way on the on the right side second from the top yes that's in idaho so we had underrated a day off. for sure Oh my god, it's a beautiful state. It's incredible, mm-hmm. super nice. Also, there's a picture of you up there, Ray. I see that in my snake skins with the Miller light. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not the best part of Ray. That was Charleston, state, but those are darn good. Charleston, boots. South Carolina. I remember that. I yep. printed that out to give to you like three years ago, and then never did. So, it's so there it is. There. It looks great on your wall, though. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, I got the digital copy in my. How many phone. American dollars yeah. did those boots cost? Mm, I bought them the day of. That I won my first BMI award for when it so rains it pours. You don't have to tell us how much they are. Though. And so, <laughs> yeah, I probably splurged that day. To be yeah. honest with you, 
I have a pair of super nice boots, a Lucchese ostrich boots. Mm. Heck yeah. And when I, whenever I wear them, I feel so cool and yeah. I get compliments all the time. Man, Luke bought them for me. So <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you, Luke. What a guy. He's the best. How um, many pairs of boots do you have, Ray? Are you boot guy? I am. Yeah, I knew that. I have, I mean, like eight or nine cowboy, yeah. pair of cowboy boots. Those are my favorite still. Those ones are freaking yeah. awesome. They're Lucchese, like Diamondback Rattler. Yeah, they're um, amazing. They make great boots. I put them on, and because we got measured, uh, it was at Red Rocks. They measured us. The Mike, the boot guy, came out. Yeah, and they when they got here, I put them on, and it felt like I've owned them for a long time. That's awesome. Yeah, and I have another pair of Lucases that I bought myself, and they took a little while to break in. Yeah, but the ones that I had measured, just I put them on them, just like pre pre worn almost. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, they're they're the best. I wear them for like every show. Heck yeah. I mostly wear Crocs. Yeah. Or Yeezys. Croc guy. Yeah. Oh, Yeezys. I don't have I don't have a pair of Yeezys. I should I have some dad shoes on right now. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Nick's got Crocs on. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're a Croc family here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um don't I don't want to forget um not to segue too hard. Sure. Let's talk about playing the Opry. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so um were you nervous? I thought I was gonna pass out <laughs> about five minutes before. And when the curtain came up, were you, I was you fine. Were, the, you were, the, were you the first act oh, after the intermission? Yes. And so I was behind the curtain. All the guys were getting ready. Yeah. But then the curtain came up, and we like went into the first song, and I was like, let's go. You know? Did you, um, were you just playing with the, the house band? Or? House band, mm-hmm. yeah. So I played two with them, and then I played one by myself. But it was like, I think what makes you so nervous is, you know, you're in that room that they put you in, like the, into the circle dressing room, which is only for the debut artists. And then... There's all these quotes on the wall from like people who have, you know, been there before for their debut, and it's like all the all your heroes are like talking about how nervous they were, mm-hmm. and you're like, God, Alan Jackson was nervous, like throwing up. It's like, well, I guess I mean I shouldn't be nervous. I guess like really nervous. <laughs> it's okay to be and nervous. And so I yeah, guess. and then but that place it just holds it's such a mystique and aura and holds so much history, and it just like the standard is so high there that it's like yeah, there is pressure too be at your best and like they're they invited you to be here too and it's like it just holds so much like i said mystique to it and history that it's like you feel that when you walk on stage and so um but luckily it was uh i walked on stage and we kind of went to the first song and what songs did you play play girl in it mm-hmm. uh smash by the way bucket list beers and a, a new song called selling cars uh which i debuted at the opry heck yeah and which a song we haven't cut yet, but it was it was really important for me to play a song by myself with just guitar because the dream started for me in 2006. I went and saw Eric Church. He kind of sent his band off and played Lightning by himself. And that's like what made me, that's when the light bulb went off for me. And so I wanted this moment to kind of like, even if just for me, to reflect that. And so it was a song that I, I used to sell cars when I was, uh, I got a master's degree from Georgia undergrad, but I didn't take a job in that field um, right out of college because I wanted to be able to still play music. So I sold cars for a year, something I never thought I'd be doing. And I learned so much, but I remember just being out there like on a super hot Saturday and just being like, if I ever if I ever get to writing songs, I'm going to write a song about this. So I kind of did, and it's a song kind of about my whole story. And we wrote it a couple years ago, but I told the guys, like, if I ever play the Opry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this song. And so, you know, I kind of tweaked on the first verse and stuff, but... So, yeah, I kind of kept my promise and played it. And 
it went over awesome. So that's awesome. Um, you know, I'm a musician, obviously, also, and I've had just so many yep. shitty jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool that now you're you're kind of getting past the working the shitty job stuff, and <laughs> yeah. it's a lot more fun to reflect back. <laughs> yes. instead of live it, instead of live it, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, especially in that, and it was like, especially the Opry too. Yeah, and and if anybody's seen the video, it's like there's in the middle of that song, there's 30 seconds where I got pretty choked up mm-hmm. and emotional. And it's like it's because of going in that second verse, it just like the the last fifteen years just kind of like hit me all at once, and it was like we're really doing it, Harry, and it kind of it hit me, and I was like, we're in like the most hollow ground of country music. They just went absolutely nuts over this song they have never heard that I've never played, just me and a guitar, and it was like this is the dream for me. So literally, I had to like take it. You know, it kind of was overwhelming for a second. So. um but yeah, man, it was that was a dream. That's a dream venue of mine, the dream venue. And so for it to go over as good as it did was like, yeah, overwhelming in a sense, but in the in the very best way possible. I remember the first time I played the Opry and I was playing steel guitar and my hands were sh- like shaking. Yes. And which is okay when you're playing steel guitar, just a little bit of extra vibrato on right. the bar there. <laughs> yeah. And I was just so nervous. And then... Um, but just to get to do it was just, I'll never oh, forget. Oh, yeah. 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 You, you could like audibly hear like the trembling Quivering. in my, yeah. Yeah. It just, but on, you know, on the steel guitar, it, you know, it doesn't really matter as much. Um, not like a, a human voice or something, but sure. like knowing my own playing and listening back to it, it was like, okay, I was definitely nervous. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the coolest things though, is that you're this deep into it and you still get that. Oh know? yeah, man. I mean, hope I always do. It's like, um, but there's something different. I I was talking to Singleton about that. It's like, if you're not nervous before you play there, it's like, you're either not human or it really doesn't mean that much to you because that, yes, place just built, as they say, built different, you know? So, (laughs) yeah. And that's, again, it's a place that's like a family Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, it's the, it's another like the mountain, you mm-hmm. know. It's like it is at the top of the mountain is like what is your bucket list venues, and almost everyone's like, I want to play the Aubrey. Yeah, you know. Yeah, man. So mm-hmm. it's super cool to see you do that. I saw you had your sister was in town and a yeah, bunch of your friends, my family were out and there. friends yeah. came and and uh, I bet Taylor, yeah, it was cool. Taylor was probably just crying like crazy. Oh, she was. She was. Yeah, she was raising hell out there too. You know, oh, she yeah. does. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what are what are some of your other bucket list venues? I know I have a few, um, but. Yeah, I would say uh, Red Rocks is one. I know mm-hmm. you've got to play there. I haven't got to play there. Um, and the one I'm getting to knock off the the bucket list beer list yeah. this year with, with y'all, actually, Madison Square Garden. Yes. Which is sick. <laughs> <Dude>. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Yeah. And a uh, nice little spot. Um, let's see. Is Drew on that show also, or is it Ashley? I think Ashley's on that one. Ashley. Yeah. yeah. Ashley. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome. Um, and actually, we got to play Billy Boz, which is always a, with y'all, yeah. which is always a bucket list thing for me. Just being a, a huge George Strait fan growing up and like always hearing him, you know, the old days back at Billy Bob's where you, you know, again, sort of like the Opry, it's like you create this like image of, you know, on a pedestal. So, um, yeah, I wore my Billy Bob shirt on stage last night and I got a lot oh, of man. compliments from the Flatline guys. See, there yeah. you go. I just got hit up by Billy Bob's media team. Um, I'm actually in the middle of writing an article about that honky tonk. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah, it was cool they reached out to us. Like that place nuts. is sick. Green Hall? Yeah. 
Ruin, how do you say it? Out green, in a green, green hall. Yeah. Um, Stockyards. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to go play there, the green hall. Um, and I mean, there's a bunch, but yeah, those are some of them. I want to play Fenway Park. Yeah. <laughs> I saw well, Paul McCartney there. See, your, your level of like that, yeah, that would be awesome. I was literally thinking music, and you're like, yeah. well, sports stadiums. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, another venue I've never played that I really want to play is the Station Inn. Like, I've gone, oh, like, yeah. I've done like the, the bluegrass jams there probably a couple dozen times, but I've never like played there before. I like had a show there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That so, place is iconic as well. Yeah. Uh, Luke talked about doing like some bluegrass stuff and he put that Billy string song out, mm-hmm. but I was kind of open. Like if you do like a little mini tour of just like acoustic bluegrass yeah. kind of vibe stuff that we would get to do it. And I was like, maybe they'll cross this off, but coronavirus. Yeah. 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 Boo. <laughs> Boo. What about uh, bucket list rights? Name maybe some that you've got. Ooh. Have you written with Dean Dillon? I have. I, yeah. I thought I remember yeah, so that. Luke and I have written a few times with him, and I got to write on my birthday with him a couple years yeah. ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, he would have been at the top of the list, you know. Yeah. And uh, songwriting hero of mine, and um, Luke and I actually got to write in the Caribbean with him on a yacht, which is the way that he kind of found out that Luke and I were huge fans of that story of him and uh, Hank Cochran, you know, writing those like Miami, Miami and the chair and homecoming 63 and those songs kind of in like the same week down in the Caribbean, they used to ride on a boat down there. And so we did, we went That's on a so boat cool. down there and uh, we stayed on the boat and wrote for like three days down in just in the middle of the, like this bay in the Bahamas. And uh, so we got to do that. Um, I thought my life was really cool and it is, but yeah. that is just, that's yeah, it next was, level. It was, there was, that was definitely one of the biggest pinch me moments yeah. in my life. Um, and we wrote some cool songs, which is awesome and got, got to really know Dean on a personal level. And that was awesome. And so, I mean, Eric Church would be one, you know, yeah. obviously at the top of my list, kind of my, I've got my favorites, you know, George Strait's at the top and Alan Jackson and Keith Whitley. And then as far as inspiration for my own music, it would definitely be Eric. Um, and I mean, I've I got could to, see that happening. Yeah, we'll see. Sure. We'll see. Yeah, I'm sure Eric listens to the podcast. You know, yeah, oh. big fan. I'm sure he's probably yeah. one of like the thousand people who listen to this episode. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'll make that happen. <laughs> well, Singleton's written with them before, so yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I've, I've been I've been putting the bug in Singleton's ear. Like, <laughs> if he ever just says bring a third, call you boy. Yeah, I put a lot <laughs> yeah. of bugs in Singleton's ear over yeah. there. Like, Who's playing steel on that record? Who's playing right. guitar on that record? And he's like, oh yeah, well, yeah. he'll go. Oh man. Yeah, let, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> talk to Tally about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to Tally; she'll help you out. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but it's just so great. Like again, like seeing your career blossom, right? And 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 as a songwriter, you saw it blossom. Yeah. And then you know it started ramping up. Like too, like anything. I remember when you sent me anything like you dance, mm-hmm. and you were like, "You can play this out. Just don't send it to anyone." Sure. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, I remember playing it at a tailgate. And just like people just turn in and paying attention. And you were like, they never heard it, but they, they were, never heard yeah. it. But they were like, this sounds like something I should have heard. Right. You know? Yeah. And I That's had awesome. like, I had a girl actually That's come really up and say, whose is that? Whose song yeah. or what song is that? I want to download. I'm like, oh, you can't. Can't yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. wait though. That's awesome. But uh, it's one of those things where sometimes if I have like a song, I'll play it. And it's interesting to see either my crew or like if you're at a tailgate, like sure. the crowd react to it. Yeah. Just kind of like, They're see like, like the little. Yeah, that's one I want to know. You know, yeah, it's like, it sounds like it's almost that sweet spot of like it feels familiar, but yeah. you never heard the song, right? That kind of thing. So, well, that's one of the songs too, where it's like 
by the end of the song, you're singing the chorus. You yeah. Know? That's you, awesome. You know it and you're singing it. Yeah. And so it's like, it's great to hear songs like that hit the world, like especially because, you know, it lived on my phone. For a uh, while, for yeah. For a while, yeah. yeah. Before it hit the Probably world. Probably months, so. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was great hearing that done. And you were one of the first people to work with Singleton as a producer, right? Yeah, I think it was so. Like you and Kenton. I think me and Kenton were kind of the first. Yeah. I don't want to say the first ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was always just like, why isn't he doing right. more of this stuff? And I think he's just so busy writing stuff, right. you know, at the time. And, um, but, you know, I think he'd tell you now that, like, he super enjoyed that first EP. And, like, now we're just, uh, we write all the time together, too. But yeah. I think he really, he really enjoys it, I think. And he's darn good at he's it. He's really, too. really good at it, man. Yeah. His ear and, like, his, what I always t- tell people is, like, just his instinct for, like, how it should feel is is just really 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 good yeah yeah and i think it's cool too like he makes everyone it's not like everything singleton does sounds like no that it right? definitely like, doesn't it's i mean if you listen it. to kenton stuff or exactly. ashton stuff or yep. luke stuff i mean right. whatever jordan fletcher's jordan Fletcher, it's like go down the line none of it really sounds the same they yeah. all has its own thing identity and personality yep. which is a really hard thing to do yeah. you know so it's super cool and I remember when, you know, he was producing your stuff, your first stuff that he produced of yours. Right. I was like, damn, this is good. You know? Yeah, man. I was, it was, uh, I mean, I knew right then, like, I never, I mean, if I got to do this with anybody else, like, I'm not sure that I want to do it. You right. know, so. Yeah. It's, uh, he's one of my favorite writers and then now producer too, man. Yeah, man. He's, he's killing it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so great to see all the people in your guys' camp succeeding. Like, you got a record deal. Right. Drew got a record deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got some number one songs as a writer. Hopefully yeah. you'll get one now as an artist. Man, and I hope so. That'd be awesome. Man, yeah. it's uh it's class it's, of twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed to know what you're going to radio with yet? Yeah. Or? Um we haven't made like the official out, but it's kind of been out there. Um Girl in It. Hell yeah. Will be the first one, which is a song I wrote with Eric Dillon and James McNair last July, like a year ago, over during COVID over Zoom. And it was one of those days where like I had learned this lesson before. But it was one of those days, it was a Friday and I'd written all week and I was sort of burnt out. And I was like, I'm buddies with these guys. We could just move this. But I remember just being like, no, just all, show up. There's always those stories just of show this, up. like uh, Shay Mooney sleeping through the right when they got tequila or yeah. like um, Adam Church sleeping through the right and they wrote Best of Me or, you know, like sure. stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I did. I, I showed up and Eric had this, Eric had that, uh, that hook, like, you know, if you're going out of your mind, I bet there's a girl in it. And I was just like, what? I was like, why did you save this for me, first of all? Holy <laughs> shit. And then we got finished, and I kind of, I rarely know immediately if it's like a song for me or that I want to be really selfish with a song. But immediately I was like, no, I'm sorry, guys. Like, this probably won't hear, this probably won't find anybody else's ears, but like mine. Like, I'm, I'm going to cut this. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, man, absolutely. And so now it's ended up being the first radio single, which is, Really exciting. Yeah, so. that's a win for them now too. Yes, right. absolutely. Because that's pumped. like a cut's great, but a cut that goes to radio, yeah, is very great. They're that's they're really extra great. Yeah, yeah, they're really pumped. So, yeah. um, yeah, and it's really that song for me is just kind of checks all the boxes for what I want to be as an artist and songwriter. And so, you know, and for me, it's like if we're gonna have that first one, you get you know one chance to make a first impression. It's like I want it to be something that's like undeniably me and has a lot of trademarks of like who I want to be as an artist. And then like, let's go, let's kind of branch out from there, but let's set, set the foundation of like, yeah. 
you know, it's got a really simple title girl in it, but it's used in like, we use it, turn it in way, a lot of different ways. And like, but also takes this guy or three guys, depending on how you look at her in these different situations that I think I know I've always, I've been in, in each of them situations, whether it's like, whether you've, you know, falling in love or whether you're kind of in the middle of it and you're like mm-hmm. in this love or you're the guy who's like, I really messed that up and yeah. like, I'm heartbroken, but right. I've been there. Right. And so kind of, kind of using that and like putting up, putting some real life in there is, which is always important to me, but also having like a sing along kind of chorus thing. And so yeah. finally I found that song that kind of has all that. And I was like, that's what I want to be. Yeah. So let's do it that. So what I love about it is that, you have this like core idea of the song mm-hmm. and how many different ways you're able to like twist and like sort of use that same idea in a bunch of different ways. Sure. And so the, the song has this like cohesive element to it where right. it's like every word fits together. Yeah. And it's like it all makes sense together. And it's just really well written. Thanks, yeah. man. Thank you. I love it, man. And that's honestly like when I heard it the first time that I was like, that's a standout track. Yeah. Thanks, you know, it's man. like dance for me. You sure. Know, when I heard dance, yeah. I'm like, damn, this is It has special. some of those elements to it, too, yeah. if you kind of like, not the same guitar or anything, but some of the way that it moves rhythmically. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's so, grooving. Groovy, too. Yeah, it grooves. I love that. And, man, I can't wait for you to get out on that radio tour because you're one, yeah. of, the, you're one of the nicest guys around, man. Thanks, man. I couldn't couldn't picture anyone else I'm happier Thank you. to have a record. We're fist bumping right now. They yeah, can't see good. it, but we're fist bumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been big bands forever. Yeah. You know, from your first EP on, I've been a fan. Yeah, man. I know. I appreciate that a lot too. Which I've texted you before, but like, yeah. it means a lot. So it's it's just great to see all the success, man. Thanks, man. To the moon from here. Thank you. Well, speaking of girl in it, we're gonna have you play with Kurt, a little Let's version of girl in it. Maybe we'll get to play together at at MSG also. I would love that. Let's go. <laughs> Don't get my hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. But man, it's uh, it's been super great having you on the podcast for the super third time. Super great being here, yeah. And uh, we'll have to have you on a fourth time once Absolutely. you get that. We'll number update one. you on radio tour and all the things. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah, we're uh, we're playing this on the radio, and we've been playing your stuff on the radio since before you had a record deal. I know, yeah, I appreciate and it. We, all. Ain't, we ain't stopping now. No, Tell no, you that right now. Pedal to the metal. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow Ray on social media. Tell mm-hmm. them where they can do that. So Instagram just at Ray Fulcher Music. Uh, same thing with uh, Facebook, TikTok, and then uh, Twitter is at Call Me Raymond. A little tip oh. of the cap to the old Brett Eldridge song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classic. Well, uh, guys, give us a five-star rating, whether you think it's five stars or whether you think Ray is five stars. Yeah, Either way. Hit him with five stars. Yeah. yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, man, thank you so much for being here today yeah. on this beautiful Monday that feels like a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to Charlie for making us sound great. Thanks, Charlie. Let's Charlie. Hear, let's hear that new mic you got, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's podcast debut awesome. with the talkback mic. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, let's get guitars out and let's, let's do it. play this thing. Let's do it. The car wash on the corner. There's a boy about 17 Spending every ashtray quarter Trying to get that Chevy clean If he plays his cards right By 8 o'clock tonight There'll be a girl in it He'll put on a slow one She'll play hard to get And make him work all night Boy, that front porch kiss Boy, he goes home to sleep And drifts into a dream There'll be a girl 
Annie. They're why they make horse swings and half carry rings. A Carolina sunsets and California kings. If your heart's on fire, if everything's spinning, if you're going out of your mind, I bet there's a girl in it. There's a Romeo at an airport, dozen roses in his hand, waiting by a window for that big old bird to land. Cause that's 737, dropping down from heavens, I got a girl in it. Swings and half carry rings. Carolina sunsets and California kings. If your heart's on fire, if everything's spinning, if you're going out of your mind, I bet there's a girl in it. There's a fool on a bar stool, soaking up regret, and knows he ought to slow down, but he ain't done it yet. Cause there's something in that glass that makes him forget the past. Well, that girl in it. They're why they make JD and neon lights, smoke growing slow while that sad steel slides. If your heart's on fire, if everything's spinning, if you're going out of your mind, I bet there's a girl in it. Hell yeah.